a snuggle from mommy. Hmm. All right. You want your hippie? Hmm. That's a hippopotamus. Hippie, the hippo stuffed animal. What do you want when you're sad? Lots of puppies. That would work. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. <coughs> Lots of puppies. That's, that's way better than a puppy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all the puppies. Bring them in. Okay. So that, that hug from mom, that stuffed animal <coughs> that you love, puppies, they give you comfort. Well done. Mm -hmm. All right, you just, you just <coughs> jumped, Zoe's, you just jumped right to the scripture we're about to read. You want to hear it? All right, you got this? Yeah. You know, guys, I wish my wife could be here because mm -hmm. she loves kids. In fact, you know what? She taught you guys for 40 years, but she's in the hospital now, so she can't come. All right, 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, means trouble, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. <coughs> all right, let me get that straight. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, our troubles, our sadness, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So God is sort of like what you want when you're sad. He gives us, what's the word? Love. Love, okay, I'll take it. All right, he gives us love and comfort, right? God is with us when we're sad to give us comfort, to show us love, to be with us in our sadness. Does that work? So when you're sad... What do you want? You want God. You want comfort. And who does the best job of providing comfort? God. And, and puppies. And mom's hugs and snuggles and, and hippie. Can I pray for you guys before you go to Hope for Kids? All right. Dear God, thank you for these precious children, for the gift they are to our lives and to our families and to our church. We pray your blessing over them as they study more of your word and hope for kids today. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and lead them into a deeper understanding of your love for them through Jesus Christ. <coughs> Thank you. We pray your blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a great time in Hope for Kids. She, she, she almost got a false start. Right. That was my fault. <laughs> yeah. So... Well, we should probably pray before we, we begin, because we both need help. We do. Yes. I need to help keeping it together. That's okay. This is one of those that I, I fully expect to be in tears with you <laughs> by the time we're done, so welcome to the yeah. club. You want to 
dial in or hang up this I'll call? I'll dial. All right, you dial, I'll hang up. Father, we thank you that through Susan you led me to this Names of God study and that it was able to be used by Tom with the youth to meet the needs in their lives that they're experiencing in school and in life. We pray that today your spirit might speak not just to me and Tom, but to the people here. Father, we, we give this time to you and know that nothing is impossible with you. And Lord, we just pray that as we open your word, you would open our hearts, speak to us this morning of what we need to hear from you. And as we do that, we lay at the foot of your cross the burdens of our hearts that we might be more free to encounter you here through your word today. Lord, we um, just pray for those relationships in our lives that are strained, and we pray for peace and reconciliation where it is needed. We lift before you those whom we know and love who are sick, and we pray your healing mercies over them. We lift to you those who mourn and grieve, and we pray that you would comfort them. We lift our nation and its leaders at every level of government elected and appointed, and we pray for your wisdom and discernment in the decisions that are before them. We lift up our men and women in uniform, and we pray that you would watch over and protect them. We pray especially for those who are in harm's way, that you would bring them home safely. And Lord, we pray for um, those who are currently in training. We just pray for your encouragement within them. And we lift before you those who've returned home from their service changed. And we pray your healing over them, mind, body, and soul. And Lord, use us, your church, to shine your light into the hearts of those around us that your love may be experienced by more and more people uh, here near us and afar through uh, those churches that we are connected to through our denomination and our missions <coughs> giving uh, and the the church plants in our presbytery that are going on in Texas. And we just pray your blessing over all of those works and ask that you would be with us now as we open your word. Speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <coughs> all right. So you're a funny-looking youth. I am youth. <coughs> you can I'm hold off on that pic, Lori. Just <coughs> black that screen out for a second. Um, uh, well, you know how there's bell curves. I'm, right. on the, I'm on the downside of the You're bell curve. <laughs> For the youth group. For the youth group. Yes. <coughs> well, glad you're still in the youth group. Um, so, John, uh, just so everybody will know, um, you are actually an ordained elder in, in our denomination and our church. Um, uh, you were ordained, uh, like some people in here weren't even alive when you were ordained. <coughs> at, at in the darden Kaler um, era. Right. And, uh, but, um, so you and your wife, Susan, were members at Hope way, way back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, your journey kind of took you to some other places for a little while. And, and then, um, some events happened in your life starting about 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And you eventually wound up back here, uh, after your wife, um, went into memory care, and we'll talk about, mm -hmm. I'll let you talk about that a little bit, but we're glad you're back, and it's, it's good to have you home, if you <laughs> will, uh, especially knowing everything that's been going on in your life over the past few years. So why don't you bring us up to speed on that? Um, your, 
you are sort of the reason that, that we chose this <coughs> set of topics for the Youth Summer <coughs> Sermon Series, The Names of God. Um, why don't you just give us kind of some background, what led us, what got us here, and, and what's been going on in your life? Well, I <coughs> my wife retired from the Geneva School of Bernie. When we got here in 2001, she was her first principal. Okay. She set the entire curriculum um, foundation for that school for three years, but missed the kids, <coughs> so went back to teaching. But all of a sudden, she retired at age 63, and I go, we got a few more years. She said, well, I just felt like God was leading me to retire. <coughs> she was hiding. Okay. I found out later that she was no longer able to do things that she should know how to do, like use a copier. She was going and asking the uh, lady in the office how to do things that she should have known how to do. Okay. But we didn't know <coughs> until... <coughs> probably middle of the summer when my daughter and my son's wife nearly were killed when she was driving the car <coughs> and uh, took us until sp spring of 2016 to get her to the doctor. You know, you, you just refuse to admit things like that. Sure. Um, I'm down with that. <coughs> I don't she was diagnosed problems. with frontal temporal dementia, which is different than your typical Alzheimer's where they just slowly lose the current memories and um, say the same thing over and over again. In the first two years, she lost her ability to speak. Mm. Uh, she lost her ability to do anything that had more than one or two decisions. <coughs> and you think, well, that's not that big a deal. Think about brushing your teeth. You have to decide to go to the bathroom. You have to decide to open the drawer. You have to decide to grab your toothbrush. You have to decide to get the toothpaste. There's a dozen decisions just to brush your teeth. <coughs> she couldn't do it. Um, and in fact, I, I had a, a, a marker. Every three months, we went to see the neurologist. First month, she could get out of the car, go to the mailbox, get, and it was one of those with multiple mailboxes, get the mail. The next time I went, I had to tell her it was big box three and number seven. Finally, I was getting out of the car and getting the mail. I mean, it was that kind of thing. Just yeah. <coughs> so in so 2020, she got out of the house, and <coughs> I had to get the police to look for her. She was about two miles away. Wow. And so, so we put were, her in memory you were, care. You were caring for her mm -hmm. personally throughout the all this time. Mm -hmm. And then um, it, it got to the point where it was <coughs> dangerous to her. And so you... Um, she then was admitted to <coughs> a, uh, there's some water for you if you need it. Oh, okay, thanks. Um, <coughs> it's just so allergies. Okay. Uh, but uh, then she went into a <coughs> secure memory care mm -hmm. facility at that point in, in probably February of 2020. February 2020. <coughs> and then uh, COVID broke out, mm -hmm. and so you couldn't go see her every day or mm -hmm. at all for a while. Um, and uh, so that led you that kind of put you in a place where you're living by yourself and you got a lot of time <coughs> on your hands and your heart is very heavy with the the realities of life mm -hmm. at that stage and uh tell me what what uh what where that took you well yeah and <coughs> she went in in february in april we celebrated our 46th wedding anniversary through the window hmm. because it was covid um 
and I, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out why I went to Names of God, but during that time I was caring for, I didn't have time right. to really spend a lot of time in, in right. doing that kind of thing. So I studied, started studying the names of God and putting them down, and I think I mentioned it to you one day, mm -hmm. and you said, well, send that to me. <coughs> so I sent it to you, and you, you liked it, and you said, I think I'm going to do the Summer Youth Series, but this is King James, I mean, NIV. So I redid it again <laughs> in the ESV. <coughs> um, so let me just, let me just <laughs> make sure you're getting this. <coughs> so you go from having no time because you're 24-7, caring for Susan uh, to having more time than any one person should ever have. Right. Um, and so in that, you decide to kind of turn to the word, open up God's word, and start looking for and, and writing down, making note of the occurrences of his name and the descriptions mm -hmm. of the Godhead. And, in, and then we have a conversation. After you're, you're probably 90% of the way, you read the entire Bible, in this process. Read and scanned. Read and scanned. Okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a honesty. Um, so, uh, you've, you've gone through cover to cover in the NIV. And then I say, that sounds really interesting. We could maybe pick up some of that work and, and move it into our youth summer sermon series. And, and then you realized we always work out of the ESV at hope. And you're like, Oh dude, well, if we're going to do that, uh, we got to go back through this. And so you went through not just once, but twice, cataloging names of God. And you sent me the Excel spreadsheet uh, that you had, and it was multiple pages, and you know there was it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like there was each book of the Bible had its own spreadsheet of where the names occurred and how often, et cetera. And then each name had its own spreadsheet, its own row on the spreadsheet for where it occurred and how many times, et cetera. So um, before we go there, uh, you had a kind of a before and after picture of you and Susan. We'll, we'll mm -hmm. show that now if we can, um, just so you get a kind of a feel. That was y'all in 2015. That's the Susan we all know and love. Um, just another normal day. And uh, here she is seven years later, um, you know, just uh, really kind of taken in place mm -hmm. by this uh, frontal dementia. Um, and so you, but that was your reality, was living through that transition mm -hmm. towards the end of it. And you can move on. We're going to go to the first slide in the outline, Lori. Um, so um, then you were in the Word <coughs> trying to figure out what God was going to say to you in the midst of all this, and in a lot of pain, mm -hmm. honestly. I mean, I can't even imagine, right? Like it comes and goes. It comes and goes. Singing the song about uh, I am. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and others. <coughs> yeah, and then the hymn that was written by Horatio. Yeah, I was thinking about him and his Spafford. loss of the Yeah, of he lost his, his family. entire family in yeah. a shipwreck and yeah. then wrote that hymn, mm -hmm. It Is Well With My Soul. <coughs> Um, Thank you, Lois, for those songs. Yes. <coughs> so um, you went through all that. You kind of dove into God's word and began cataloging and cataloging and cataloging mm -hmm. and then trying to reorganize. <coughs> and, um, 
And then you, at some point, you actually sort of acknowledged to me what a what a impossible venture this was. Mm -hmm. Like there, it, some of these things aren't actual <coughs> names; they're more like descriptions. But you got to roll with it because, you know, yeah. you're trying <coughs> to catalog all this. So, um, tell me um, just some of the some of the st just really briefly some of the things that stood out to you <coughs> once you once you went through an endeavor of that magnitude. What what little factoids do you have for us? What did you learn? Something cool. Mm -hmm. What do you got? Well, there was, <coughs> there was probably over a thousand different descriptions, names in the two testaments. Uh, surprisingly, they were divided about evenly. There's hmm. about 500 in the New Testament and about 500 in the Old Testament. A little bit of overlap. Okay. Um, hmm. The thing that struck me I have been a Christian since I was five. I never realized that there's 10 to 12 different, on average, 10 to 12 different names of God, or same name, but re repeated in every chapter except Esther. <coughs> there's over, what did we say, 19,000 mm -hmm. um, different iterations of it throughout the, throughout the scripture. Wow. <coughs> Some of the ones that, that I've heard and that struck me, they're Lily of the Valley, the Great and Awesome God, Avenger, Rose of Sharon, Bright and Morning Star. Some of these were in your song, Lois, I like that. The Amen, I Am, He Who Searches Minds and Hearts. I mm. really like that one. That's a good one. <coughs> yeah. So about a thousand <coughs> names spread across 66 books. Mm -hmm. Almost every chapter has <coughs> at least one, mm -hmm. on average about <coughs> 12 References to mm -hmm. God per chapter, some notable exceptions. Um, what, when you were when you were doing this, what were the names that really spoke to your heart in what you were going through? I, I went to the <coughs> the, the Jehovah uh, names, um, the and we call it the Lord. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd; He's guided me through this whole thing. The Lord is peace. Uh, the Lord will provide in the God of all comfort. Okay. So <coughs> let's, uh, let's start with that God of comfort. Let's start there. And we've, we've read the uh, 2 Corinthians 1 passage to the kids. The blessed be the God and Father <coughs> of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Tell me how this idea of God as your comforter uh, spoke to you. Tell me about that passage, what you found there. Well, it's the key. <coughs> I got it when I was studying the names of God, but I also got it, and I'm going to give you my age here, when I would get down and really discouraged, I would listen to the Gaither vocal band as they sang hymns and and literally, I'd be sitting there depressed because I was losing Susan. And within half hour, 45 minutes to an hour, I was praising God. Yeah. Because they sing, maybe not scripture verses, but scriptural principles. Yeah. That, that really spoke to my heart. Yeah, and I, I think it's a, it's a great um, sort of reminder that we're not just these physical beings, right? We're spiritual as well. 
And so as you're, as you're going through the reality of watching your wife's physical demise play out in, in real time and in real mm-hmm. pain, um, <coughs> at the same time, your spiritual self can be renewed and regenerated and, well, it was regenerated mm-hmm. a long time ago, but it can be renewed and restored and, yeah. and <coughs> reinvigorated. Um, so that comfort is a spiritual thing that is accessible through faith in the midst of the physical realities of, of very painful yeah. circumstances. Um, and you found, you found comfort in two places that you mentioned in our discussion. Mm-hmm. Tell us about those. Well, the first one that we've, we've, we've talked about quite a bit is the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <coughs> A plus, by the way. Hold on. I gotta give you a star. <laughs> What color do you want? Air Force Blue? You know, Air Force Blue, absolutely. All right. <coughs> okay. How many years were you in the Air Force? Almost seven. All right. During Vietnam. Turn it over. There you go. There you go. Right there. Okay. Oh, you get a you get a silver one. Oh, the silver one's gone. All right. Got it. <coughs> so A plus for um, digging into God's word. Right. You were <coughs> in an unspeakably painful, difficult circumstance and you chose to dive in here um and there is comfort in mm-hmm. his word and then you found comfort where else well in the church <coughs> it started really <coughs> with i don't know how many of you have heard of group me it's an app that you can download off of the internet and you can send it to people and they can join Mm-hmm. And so I have mm-hmm. about 35 people on that GroupMe app, uh, most of them from Geneva School and Bernie, but people in Washington and Virginia and different places, and I can update them on what's going on. But I could also go out there and say, and this is in the four years I was at home, I've got to go do a doctor's appointment or an errand. Can anybody come sit with Susan for three or four hours on such and such a date? And I'd have three or four people answer me. And nice. come over and, and help me. Um, <coughs> and we'll get to this later, but maybe now is the time to say it. There's a statistic out there that 60% of caregivers die before the person they're caring for because they don't get relief. I got relief, and I still had a stroke last October. <coughs> <coughs> but that was really big, helpful in the Tuesday night Bible study. Hmm. I couldn't wait for Tuesday nights to get here, to, to sit there and share with, with real live people. <coughs> yeah. Other than my daughter and her family, which I love. Right. But <coughs> those two things were really uh, helpful to me. Good. <coughs> so um, there's, there's, this, there's this sort of spiritual comfort, and then there's really practical mm-hmm. comfort. Um, and then the other name, one of the other names that you kind of picked out and focused, honed in on, was God as your provider. Mm-hmm. Tell, can you, you want to? Can you read that? Is that? You want me I to think read I'll it? have you read it. Right. The stroke has caused me to not be able to read very fast or very Yeah, well. I, I forgot to mention that <laughs> earlier. That, um, you know, you're you're caring for your wife for five years. She goes into <coughs> full time memory care. Then you're horribly alone, and then um, she gets 
put on to mm -hmm. hospice care, and about two days later or two days before, you have a stroke. Mm -hmm. So like two days after, a, two yeah. days after, you didn't have enough going yeah. on in your yeah. life. Uh, and I think it was the stress and a little sure. bit of high blood, <laughs> high cholesterol. Yeah. I do want to thank Jason and Lori and Jen and, and Jimmy who have come and got me and, and Jason came and got me from the hospital. And, you know, again, it's the church that gathered around me yeah. when I had my stroke that, yeah. that kept me going. Good. Amen. <coughs> um, good deaconing. That's good. Do you want a star? <laughs> Not yet. All right. Um, okay. So you, you chose this passage from Genesis chapter 22. Um, and it's, it's kind of, there's a lot of background here, but <laughs> Abraham has been told by God to go up onto a mountain to make a sacrifice and to take his son Isaac, who is on his way up, and he's, Isaac's like, Dad, if we're going to sacrifice, where's the ram? His dad's like, mm, yeah, we'll find, God will provide, is literally what he says. Mm -hmm. And then God does provide, but not before telling Abraham to sacrifice his own son. <laughs> and of course, the whole thing is, a, is sort of a, a setup, and again, there's a lot more going on here, but it's sort of a setup for this idea that God will actually provide his own son for the forgiveness of our sins as the sacrifice that, by which we are saved. And so God is sort of um, preparing in his word for our redemption, mm -hmm. for us to, to see and, and and sort of access our redemption. And so here's this, we're just going to read a little bit of Genesis chapter 22 here, verses 7 and 8, and then 13 and 14. Isaac said to his father Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both, them, both of them together, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram <coughs> caught in a thicket by its horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. <coughs> and most scholars agree that that, little hilltop where Abraham did this with Isaac was actually the hill where Jesus was crucified later in history. It's kind of an amazing <coughs> sort of setup. Um, but this idea that God provides for us in our circumstances, good, bad, or indifferent, um, take us through this passage and what it said to you in, in the circumstances you were in. Well, that, that Christ... Uh, is my provision. Mm -hmm. <coughs> he was my provision when I was five. Mm -hmm. And back then when they preached fire and brimstone and I was afraid of going to hell, so I got saved because I didn't <laughs> want to go to hell. Smart move. <coughs> Smart move. And then grew into it over the years. Yeah. Um, but also through every day and daily life. And I, I don't know that I've seen it as clearly in my life as I have in these seven years. Maybe because mm. I've been in need. Sure. Um, Sure. But I've seen his provision for s from a spiritual point of view, but also from a, a practical point of view. Good. Um, and it's God's forgiveness. Th that's really the key here. Because um, mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Um, I try to be as, b as good a husband as I can be to Susan. But he forgives me when I'm not. Well, 
can I just say, well done, <laughs> good and faithful servant. You, you are loving her well, and you have loved her well throughout <coughs> this. I, I am personally, I've been moved and inspired by your demonstration of faithfulness to your wife in the midst of just a horrifically difficult mm -hmm. situation. Um, you've really dug into your faith and remained faithful to her and demonstrated that in real time, and, and it's inspiring, truly. Well, and you and I have talked. I made her a promise Yeah. 48 years ago mm. to death do us part. Yeah, for better or for worse. For better or for worse. Yeah. And I'm a man that keeps my promises as best I can, but I also think God wants me to be a man yes. that keeps my promises. Yes. <coughs> And you've already mentioned some of the ways in which he provided for you, the group me, mm -hmm. um, you know, listening to the Gaither band. Uh, do we need to, like, sell CDs, Gaither band <laughs> CDs in the, in the back when we're done <coughs> here? Um, but, uh, you know, we talked about prayer mm -hmm. and, and having people that you knew who were praying for you <coughs> here and mm -hmm. throughout the kingdom, uh, just people who had your back and, and were supporting you and one of the things i wrote down mm -hmm. here is the text i would get once a month from the elders we're praying for you yeah yeah i, I <coughs> we we pray we start every elders meeting with prayer for mm -hmm. for the people of hope and as a as a terrible prayer i'm not a good i'm like a add i'm too add to pray for long so <coughs> as other elders are praying i'm texting the people they're praying for <coughs> to let them know we're praying for you you know, if they submitted a prayer request, we're just, you know, letting them know they're being prayed for. And so that's what you're referring mm -hmm. to there. Um, that way my elders can be more forgiving when they see me on my phone during the prayer time at session meetings. Just saying. You know. um, so, okay. So Christ is your ultimate provision. He's, he's given you forgiveness <coughs> and that that promise of eternal reunion did i right. did i jump a spot no we just we're just getting to reunion <coughs> okay um you know that that susan's current deteriorated state is not her ultimate state no. <coughs> and the comfort that that gives you as her husband to know that she will be restored <coughs> she will be renewed you will be together with her again in mm -hmm. eternity <coughs> Um, and what a blessing that is. And let's, let's, let me jump to Matthew 6, 31 through 33, where God says, uh, do not be anxious, saying, there we go, um, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear, for the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This is a scripture that mm -hmm. you kept coming back to. Um, talk us through it real quick. Well, lately, and I'm sure it's because of God preparing me, the last several months I began to think, what am I going to do for the future? I have been so consumed <coughs> with the present, with taking care of Susan, I haven't had time to do much else. And now all of a sudden, what do I do? Um, but then I was reassured by this that God's going to bring it all together. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, he's got this. <coughs> He'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. He'll, it. And in this, I'm reminded of what Susan taught me when I w we first got married. I, I was a much older Christian than she was, but she was a much smarter Christian than I was. <laughs> <coughs> and I would get frozen about the big decisions because I was afraid to make the wrong one. 
And she said, John, you just got to pray about it, seek his guidance, research it, and then just do the next thing. And if it's not the right thing, he'll move you to the right thing. But you yeah. just got to move. <coughs> yeah. And that was, a, that was a really, really helpful thing for me yeah. that I've used all my life now. Hmm. That I can just trust him to do the next by doing the next thing, and he'll he'll guide me. Yeah, and if and if we if we mess it up, he's still with us. He's still with us, and that's that's <coughs> where the uh, the redemptive part comes. He can back make U turns. Yeah, <laughs> he can. He can do a lot of things. Um, and then in this um, kind of remembering to trust God and let let Him handle the future, uh, you had a comment for people who are caring for other people. <coughs> Um, that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, take care of yourselves. Yeah, um, that caregivers must remember to care for themselves. Uh, like, on a scale from 1 to 10, how stressful was caring for Susan at home? It was pretty stressful. <coughs> About at 12. times. Th th yeah. her, her situation was because she couldn't do anything it, that involved more than a few decisions, I would sit her on the couch and I would change the channel to every program that she liked and then I'd go off and try to do the bills or um, clean the house or do the yard. Right. Um, but it was, it was stressful in that everything was on me. Right. <coughs> in right. addition to caring for her. Yeah. <coughs> so then... Um, Let's talk about uh, you. You, um, you had a, a strange relationship with this next aspect of God, this next name of God, that God is our healer. Um, and so let me let me read Romans eight one, mm -hmm. which is one of the verses that you went to under this heading. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Um, so <coughs> tell us what you, what, between this passage and your reality, tell us some of what's, what you've learned. Well, when you look at it, God has the power to heal anyone. Yes. He raised Jesus yes. from the dead. I mean, that's yes. about as drastic as it gets. <laughs> right, right. If he can do that, he can, he can heal whatever I've got. Uh, you know, you yeah. think about the lady with the cart going down the, the road and he healed the, the young man or the young, young person. Yeah. But he doesn't always heal everyone in this, in this, um, in this world. Yeah. And I have prayed um, a few times earlier on that he would do healer, but it, it seems to be very evident, although he could still do it, uh, it seems to be very evident that his healing for Susan is going to be when she goes to eternity. Yes. <coughs> so there's this idea that God has the power to heal anyone, um, but not everyone receives that physical mm -hmm. healing in this lifetime. Um, and so there's, I think, in some Christian circles, uh, and, and I've had people who've come to hope, who've come out of these contexts, where they were told things like, you know, well, your daughter isn't getting better because you don't have enough faith. Um, so is Susan suffering this illness because she didn't have enough faith? No. 
No. no. She no. was one I, of the strongest Christians. <laughs> she was a way better Christian than either one of yeah, us. She kept me. Uh, she kept me anchored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, a, a stunningly strong Christian. Her faith was almost visible. Yeah. In, well, in she her. taught Bible study fellowship for ten years. Yeah, and she was she was trained, equipped, mm-hmm. uh, skilled, um, and called to to educate kids and so that that woman was her faith was solid Mm -hmm. and so this isn't really a question of (coughs) you or her not having enough faith it's just the reality of living in this broken hurting world things break (coughs) down like bodies Mm -hmm. break down and um well and it's because not personal sin but sin in the world right that's caused disease and you know I know Smitty and others have lost loved ones with COVID and things it happens it's not because we've done anything wrong right it's just we live in this broken world (coughs) and so our illnesses are not the result of a weak faith in fact Mm -hmm. they they can occur in the in the midst of strong faith Um, and (coughs) then a passage from 2nd Corinthians I'll read that that you brought to bear on this same subject that God is our healer um, beginning in verse uh, 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 beginning in verse 16 so we do not lose heart though our outer self is wasting away our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal. Um, so we both noted there is, there is very real pain and suffering in, uh, and sadness in watching the physical deterioration of someone you love. Like this is your wife. You, you are one flesh with her. And like that's just an unspeakably painful process to, to watch unfold. Um, but you have this passage that you kept coming back to that sort of puts it all in perspective. (coughs) Take us through what you see here. Well, somebody had sent me this verse on the group me page. (coughs) When I first got into San Antonio and Susan went in there, and I have it all over the house, to remind me that even though her body is wasting away, Somehow, inwardly, mm-hmm. although I don't know because she can't talk and she can't, right. um, God is renewing her yes. and preparing her for the day that she's going to be present with him. Yes. Um, and so I have confidence that while her body's wasting away, he's not wasting the time. Right, <coughs> right. So <coughs> this idea that in the pain and sadness of, of physical deterioration, there's still <coughs> this truth that Christ, in Christ, Susan is ultimately healed. Right. Um, <coughs> in eternity, that will be fully realized. Um, and that there is a, a peace and a solace mm-hmm. in the midst <coughs> of our pain and sadness that sort of transcends our circumstances, that connects us to the eternal through Christ. Mm-hmm. And what he's done for us, and so um, <coughs> there's. Uh, you know, I've tried to imagine, mm-hmm. and I can't get there. 
of what it would be like to lose someone and not be a believer. Right. And not ever know you're going to see them again. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't get there. It's just too painful to think about what people yeah. must have to go through. Yeah. But thankfully, in in your case, <coughs> like, her faith was so obvious mm -hmm. to so many people. You have that assurance um, and this promise that God will make this all right mm -hmm. in eternity. Um, and <coughs> let's talk for a moment about um, another aspect of, uh, of God that you found, which was that God is our peace. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm a little lost in my outline here, but I think the next passage is Psalms, Psalms 115. 115. <coughs> <Okay>. <coughs> um, we'll see. Uh, you who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And, um, of course, you did have in your list under God is our peace uh, the passage where Gideon actually mm -hmm. says, the Lord is my peace, but one of our youth presented that verse yeah, they took very it. well. <laughs> and so we decided yeah. not to cover, recover those tracks. Um, but uh, you who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Um, you had a question underneath that one. Um, God is your peace, but you still yeah. are left. Well, I wonder why God takes Susan or others in the midst of... At their prime. At their prime. Yeah. One of the hardest things for me, Susan didn't have, and I didn't have, grandma and grandpas that were kids' grandmas and grandpas. Mm. And she so wanted to be a kid's grandma. She, she got to see my son's James, mm -hmm. who's his, his last son. She got to hold him right after he was born. But the oldest kid was 10, maybe, mm -hmm. when, when she passed away. And, and so I just go, why, Lord? Here's, here's a Christian lady, and I'm not sure my son's family is saved, that was she could have had you know, great impact in their lives Absolutely. and so forth. But I trust him. Right. He's got a plan, and I don't know what that plan is or how he's using it, but I can rest assured that it's not a mistake. Yeah. That he's in control. Yeah. <coughs> and when we were discussing this, um, you know, we were like, "Well, what are we going to say about this passage?" And you were like, "I, I trust God completely. I, I just don't understand." Yeah. 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 And yeah. I was like, "That's a really good articulation yeah. of where we're left sometimes." <coughs> is we know what our God is capable of. We just don't understand why our circumstances play out the way they do mm -hmm. and, and as painfully as they do at times. Um, so you, you took us to a verse in, in the Psalms in chapter 9. I'm going to read those passages real quick. <coughs> the Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed and a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned on Zion. Tell among the peoples his deeds. For he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Um, and was that the passage we had up next? <coughs> I'm, I'm a little lost in my outline. Just the, we got John 15 down Go here. ahead and put up the <coughs> next passage, whatever it is, and I'll read that one. Is it John 15? I don't know. Or 14? 
Run 14, I'm sorry. You want me to read you it? You have that <coughs> one? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And we, we were saying that in Christ, we have peace that transcends all our circumstances. Yes. That his love is present um, in every trial. Yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, just that, uh, that, I guess, again, going back to the physical deterioration, which is what, weirdly, it's what we relate to the most in others, right? Is, is their mm -hmm. physical attributes, their mind and their body. <coughs> it's what we see, it's what we interact with or seem to interact <coughs> with the most. But we, f we forget there's a soul involved. And, mm -hmm. and so um, it's, that <coughs> it's that soul that can have peace even when the physical realities around us are, are in states, various states of mm -hmm. deterioration. Um, and so, well, let me just, let me just do this. Um, thank you for, for sharing your heart <coughs> and, and your mind. Uh, you, I, I said I'd love to see that study of the mm -hmm. names of God, and you sent me this spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> And, and uh, John, <coughs> well, you, you were a CPA for how CPA, many years? CPA, well, about close to 35 or 40. Okay, 35, yeah. 40 years, <coughs> something Did like that. Did budgeting. And, and so I send him a, a, <coughs> an outline of what we're going to talk through in, in a Word document, and he sends it back to me in an Excel spreadsheet. Because I don't do Word. Because he, he's like, <laughs> I don't, what is, what are, these are words. It's too touchy-feely. I need, <coughs> I need columns and rows and order. And, uh. And then I just totally botched it all up <coughs> no, you here didn't. at the end. But uh, um, there's there's three verses that I'd like to read, if that's okay. That's okay. Um, You've got the floor, sir. That I think, for me, pulls together my journey. Do it. Um, and it comes. And I found it after we did, we talked. No problem. <laughs> and it comes out of Psalm 18, verses 28 to 30. For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness, for by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over the wall, or dementia, or death. This God, his way is perfect. The word, excuse I'm sorry, my, the word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for those who take refuge in him. And I thought that kind of just pulled it all together. Yeah. It's not John Dunn that walked through this this trial. It's right. God. Yeah. And and I I just I can honestly say I've I've seen God at work in you and through you in the midst of all this <coughs> just unbelievably painful mm -hmm. portion of your journey over these past few years. Um he is alive and well in you, sir, and and we can all glorify him for that. Uh, we don't have to glorify John Dunn. We can we can glorify the God who mm. who shines forth <coughs> through through who you are. Um, so, uh, shall we pray? Shall we pray? We should pray. You want to 
dial <coughs> this one in or hang this one up? I'll let you uh, dial. I'll hang up. All right. <coughs> Father God, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, being our provider, our comforter, our, our shield, our peace. That through you, um, we have something that transcends our circumstances. And that when we face various kinds of physical deterioration in our bodies, in our world, uh, in, in our current realities, we can, we can know that there's something greater in play. Mm. That as, as the things of this world dwindle and diminish and evaporate, there is something that, that transcends it all, that, that <coughs> is eternal and that is full of hope and light and joy that we can experience in our souls because of what your Son has done for us. Lord, we are grateful. We are grateful for the ways in which you have been at work uh, in John's life and in each of our lives to demonstrate your love to your people to be a source of strength for us. And so we just, we pause, we give you thanks, and we just pray your blessing over all of those who are suffering uh, loss or <coughs> deteriorations of various kinds. Um, we just pray your peace over your people. And Father, I, I know that my situation is not all that different from situations that we all experience at one time or another in our life. I guess my thanks, Father, is that through this series of names of God, you've given us the opportunity to shine light on you and your glory and your work and your uh, being in our lives through the situation of death. Father, it's not different from being fearful at school or all the other uh, fears and, and troubles that we have. In every single one of them, you meet us right where we are, and you meet our needs, and you are our provider. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Not bad for thank a youth. You. I wasn't sure I'd get through it, but I did. You did. <laughs> thank you, brother. Thanks.